Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. It shall be focused on the study of Psalms chapter 85. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee, Lord, for David here teaching us that your salvation is near to those that fear you. Father, may you give us the fear of thy word to do thy will, that thy salvation may come upon us too. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 85. Psalm 85 To the chief musician, a psalm for the sons of Korah. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, Faith is the Substance. This was preached in 1947, on April the 12th. We'll begin at paragraph 23, up to paragraph 63. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Here, a few months ago, a few months ago it was, I was home for just a few nights, and my, there's about 300 people had gathered in the home, and around the yard that day, and about two o'clock in the morning, the wife got into bed. And while I was just laying across the bed, my, my legs were cramping and hurting. I was laying down there, and I heard a machine drive up out front. And I said, oh, my, there's someone coming. And she said, well, listen, I'll go up the door. And while she was on the road to the door, I went to sleep. And I could hear someone saying, well, the baby has been sick for a long time. The little baby was crying till it didn't even sound like it was human. Something like you that's reading my little book, A Heavenly Vision. How many really do the audience? Let's see. A uh, Heavenly Vision. You see, something on that order. The little bitty fellow, it was about eight, ten weeks old, and it was, it never stopped crying. And the mother said, well, uh, uh, we've traveled all day and all night to get here. Have we seen where Brother Brandon was to be home, and we brought the baby. My poor little thing, I couldn't sleep. And I went out there, 
and prayed for the little baby and I sat down and there in the chair just a moment was talking to the mother. They come from northern Ohio. And while we were sitting there, friends, the little fellow ceased to cry. He'd been crying day and night now. Oh, that's worth more to me than all the money of the world. And there I looked over and the mother started crying, great big tears dripping off on the little blanket. The old dad sitting there in the pair of overhauls on, probably spent a good portion of his living to come. Come over and put his arm around him. So I love you, Brother Branham. Not some of the best hearts that ever beat under an old blue shirt. That's right. It ain't the way you dress, it's what's on the inside of you. That's right. And there, I knew he meant that. That wasn't hypocrisy. He meant that from his heart. He loved me. And I looked at the little baby, and the mother when I went in the other room, she was hung up. And he's just smiling at it. And friend, that's worth every little bit, isn't it? That's fine. That's worth all of it. And then they said, my wife said, well, I'll pick some coffee or something for you, uh, if you wish. And they said, well, we'll just wait a little while. And my wife said, well, now, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll lay down here on this chair, and you let the mother and them go to bed and sleep for a little bit. And so we put them in bed, and I was sitting in a chair to try to rest for daylight. And just then, another car drove up. And a young man came up the door and he said, Brother Branham? I said, yes, I was trying to get awake. He said, I know you're very sleepy. He said, yes, sir. He told me, he said, I'm from Marengo, Indiana. He said, my little sister is dying with appendicitis. She's to be operated this morning. So said, you come here? Well. And in my old jalopy Ford, waiting for me over at Houston, all the side of it beat out with my knees, where I'd hit my knees like that, trying to stay awake while I would go pray for the sick people. I've left one meeting room to the other, and you get out into the field with my hand out the door of the car saying, God bless you, God bless you, sound asleep. I never will forget one day coming from Houston, I, there was a year car blowing, and I knew I was on the wrong side of the road, only couldn't get awake, you see. I'd sat there 15 days and nights praying for the sick people and see wonderful things, but oh, my friends, if my life will be short, Maybe somebody else can stay because of my going. And this man said, young fellow, he said, my little sister, he told me he belonged to a church. I will not call the name here because it's not expedient. And I don't criticize anybody's religion. And anyhow, this church is my arch enemy. They claim that there's no such a thing as divine healing and so forth. And I was at my church, the Milltown Baptist Church, where I went to hold a revival, many of you have seen in the little book called Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and forever. A little girl in there weighed 47 pounds, 27 years old, weighed 47 pounds, by the name of Georgie Carter, with two burglars, and she belonged to this same church, and she said, the people through the neighborhood said, let, she'd been laying on her back now for nine years and six months, and said, let her get well, and we'll believe it. But my friend, she's my piano floor in the Newham Baptist Church tonight. But do they believe? No. Even one raised from the dead, they don't believe him. Not only a man that laid in the morgue, pronounced dead by three doctors, when I went into where he was at, he's driving a Pennsylvania locomotive tonight, and still they don't believe. That's true. That is true. They won't believe. The hour is sure where people's eyes are so blinded with the cures of the world and the other cures so they don't even see God. He's right in their midst many times and they pass by like it was in the days of Christ and they miss seeing him. And now, 
this lady, or this man, rather, he said, will you go? I said, yes. He said, maybe I'd better take him. I said, no, I'll try to stay awake. And the wife started crying. She said, now, honey, you'll fall asleep somewhere. I said, no, I'll be all right, sweetheart. And I got in the old car and started trailing down. I said, I'll watch him going down. I was pinching my black my fingers. I'd sit and wipe my eyes and everything else, trying to keep awake. I know that sounds very unsanitary, but I, I was doing anything to try to get to the child. And we drove about eight miles through an old road way up into the rural district. And there lay a young girl, something about eight, 17 or 18 years old. And she was lying there in a terrible condition. When I walked into the room, she was real nervous. And she said, Hope for you, Brother Branham. She said, I said, Do you believe, sister? She said, Oh, yes, I believe. But I, I believe that I don't care what my church says. She belonged to the same church as this Georgie Carter did. But I don't care what my church says. I believe, I believe. And so they, the man and the father come, met me, and shook my hand. And he, he took me around to the bed. He said, Sir, she's going to be operated on this morning. And said, she's, We're afraid she can't make the trip. Said, We've got to take her all the way to New Orleans, Indiana. That's about nearly 40 miles to the first hospital. And she had about eight miles to rural, just old, not just a fence rural coming like that, where wagons would travel almost to come down. And well, uh, I've assisted and helped in operations. And, and it was, I knew that that child could not go to the hospital. She would die before she got there. There may be medical doctors sitting present now. Usually there is doctors come to listen on the service. And her side has fallen up and is turning red. The appendix were ruptured and were ready to burst at any time. Now, many times I went in with Dr. Adair, a doctor of our city that wanted to come to my church, and we had the operation and cut the incision open and wanted to burst on the table and, and sometimes take the bowels out and spray them off and wash them out and keep them from paranoia setting in and cut it kind of a V shape and put a tube in there to drain. Sometimes they get well. But that child, could, that appendix would have bursted and she'd have had 30 miles or more yet to drive and she would have died before she got there. Now, friends, the girl was looking to me and she said, Oh, Brother Branham, you think I'll live? And I said, I believe you will. But she, I said, now, do you believe? She said, oh, yes, yes, I believe. Sure, I don't care what my church says. I, I believe. Georgie Carter got well, said, I'll get well, too. I'm scared of the operation. See, just like that, some of the neighbors are getting it in. Now, look, here's where I want to get to you people now on this. The girl thought she believed, just like many of you come down this line. You think you believe, but she did not believe. Now, many of you have email trouble and maybe something or another that uh, maybe ulcered stomach, and you, you have to take your, you can have a little time. But that girl, that had to be emergency. Her life was at stake. Something had to be done. So I said, sister, I do not mean to hurt your feelings, but you do not believe. Now, just like the brother says here, when you have your head up, no matter where you are in the building, I don't say this, friends. Remember, I'm telling you, this just for your good. It's not I, but God. I know when you got your head up. I feel it. And you're behind me where you are, like one last night sitting with her head up behind me. I knew it all the time. And so that's between God and the individual, you see. I can't help that. They hinder the people. Many times things are hindered. So then... This girl, she said, oh, I believe, I believe, Brother Branham. Well, she thought she believed. Now, look, she had hope. 
But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see what I mean? Now, I said, Sister, in the ordinary case, I said, I could have a little time and let you have time. Maybe to take about that much faith and go out with it. But you've got to have immediate attention right now. For I'm going to be honest with you, you will not live to see the hospital. Now, the parents didn't appreciate that very much at that time. But I'd rather be honest with you, let you know the truth. Wouldn't you rather I be honest with you? And remember, friends, I'm not wrestling with flesh and blood as spiritual power. I must be honest before Almighty God. See? And because I realize the danger of my own life, not only mine but yours. And so she said she would, she believed, but she did not. Well, I said, now, look, now I want you to notice this, and I want you to be real careful now and take up every word so you can divide it of a little something that God permitted there, and I, I'll see if you've got faith. I said, sister, you do not have faith. She said, oh, Reverend Brandon, I have faith to believe anything. If you have faith, I want to ask you and show you, uh, rather, that, that you do not have faith. Now listen to check every word of it. Hanging in the room from a chandelier was a string, and on the end of that string was a little bracelet. And it had this white bracelet, little red sets in it, where a child probably been playing with, you know, swinging it in the room. Maybe somebody had your own babies to be passing by that way, playing something around like that to play with it, to amuse them. And I seen that little bracelet hanging down. It was, I said to the young lady, I said, how far are you away from that bracelet? She said, approximately 15 feet. I said, now all you other adults here, all you people, just turn your back right around to me. I said, now there's nothing going to be done to hurt anyone. I just got to speak to this girl because she's got to catch the idea now. And that's the reason I'm getting into these things with you tonight. We've got two more nights and something's got to be done. You see? Now, I don't want you to go away and say anything wrong about this because you might have to answer judgment for it. Mm. And so I said, something has to be done immediately. And I said, now, you parents, you just turn your back. And some of the neighbors are sitting up with her, and they all turn their back to me and turn their chairs around. I said to the young lady, I said, now, you tell me you've got faith to believe for all things? She said, I have, sir. I said, how long has it been since you've eaten? And she said, about three days. Said, I can't even keep water on my stomach. And you know how appendix is and fever on her also. And I said, now, if you believe with all your heart and you prove to me now that you've got faith, now you look right directly at that bracelet and it hanging there in the air, and you make that bracelet swing around and around in the room. Then you make it swing back and forth in the room. And then stop it. And I'll believe you have faith. She said, oh, Brother Branham said, my. Why well, ask me something like that? I said, I wanted to see if you had faith. I said, Jesus said, all things are possible if you believe. Now, that's just pure faith, friends. Magicians use it many times to play pranks and so forth. First classes and things. It will if you believe. But I'm trying to base your thought on faith so you know what I'm talking of. And I want you to sit still now so you'll catch this, wake yourself up, so when I get through this, you'll know what it's all about. 
Then she said, why, Brother Brandon, no one could do that. I said, oh, yeah, anyone can that believe. And she said, well, I don't believe that anyone could do that. I said, I thought she said you believe for all things. See how she was caught right there? I said, you said you believe in all things. I want you to prove it. And she said, I don't believe there's anyone can do that. That's material, uh, Brother Branham. She said, could you do it? I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, well, could I see it done? I said, if you desire. And she said, I desire. Then, of course, putting my mind on it and having her to watch that and not me as many times in the meeting. I'll take any cross-eyed child you got in this meeting, you bring it up here without even praying for it, and you let me look at it, straight in the eyes like that, I'll make his eyes come straight. But when I turn my head, and I'll use it for an illustration, she went back, she thought she was going to get back to the line, taking two or three days before she got back. But when she came that time, she said, Brother Bram, you told me to get back in line. There's hundreds of people piling everywhere, standing in the way early in the morning, coming in soaking wet from out there coming in to be prayed for, and then when God healed her eyes there, both eyes come straight and she was normal one, not rejoicing. You see, that's the difference from your faith and the faith of God. No. Then, of course, passing my eyes through that uh, bracelet, which you can yourself, you won't doubt it in your heart, and it started moving around. And then it moved back and forth, around, crossways, and stopped it. She said, Brother Branham, she said, that's spiritualism. <laughs> I said, I, I thought maybe you would say something like that. <laughs> My, isn't it strange how people that profess they know God and know so little about him? Isn't that right? She said, you know, we belong to the Church of Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Excuse me, Church of Christ people. I didn't mean to say that. Anyhow, we speak where the Bible speaks and silence where the Bible silence. You know, you have that slogan. <laughs> I've questioned that a few times. I said, all right. She said, there's no such a thing can be showed in the Bible and anything like that. I said, I, I thought that's what she would say. I said, sure, that's in the Bible. And she said, well, I never, I don't believe it. All right. I said, you don't believe it? She said, no, you show me where that's at in the Bible. I said, one day Jesus passed by a tree. He wanted to find some fruit on it. There was no fruit on it. He put a curse on it. And the tree began to wilt. And when they passed by at noon, the tree was wilting down. Peter remarked and said how quick the tree was wilted. He said, if you would say in your heart for this tree to be plucked up and cast into the sea and wouldn't doubt it, it would obey you. Did he say it? And I said, he said, if you say to this mountain, be moved, and doubt it not in your heart, by and by, it would come to pass. Did he say it? Yeah. Sure he did. I said, I know your unbelieving pastor trying to justify his unbelief said that was a mountain of sin. But I, I went to school myself. He was kneeling by Mount Olives. It was Mount of Olives. If you'd say in your heart, or to be moved and don't doubt it, I said, how much more faith? And he said, if you had faith size of the mustard seed. I said, now, if the faith the size of a mustard seed would move that mountain, how much more smaller faith would you have to have just to move that bracelet? You see what I mean? Now, I've often wondered why he said mustard seed. I might drop this off. Mustard seed is the smallest among all seeds. That's right. But there isn't nothing will mix with mustard seed. It's all mustard. 
You can't mix it with kale or nothing to make it grow. It's all mustard. And if you've got that much faith, all faith, not mixed up with something else, ask what you will. It'll be given to you. But it can't be wavering. It's got to be genuine mustard, if you know what I'm speaking of. All right. And I said, how much more would it take? Well, she said, looky here, I want to ask you something. She said, did God move that or did the devil move that? I said, neither one moved that. She said, uh, how in the world did it move? I said, I moved it. She said, well, you're 15 feet or better away from it. I said, no, it's my faith that moved it. If you ask anything and don't doubt it, see what I mean? Faith, but you're a free moral agent. You're a human being. You can resent it in your heart. I couldn't touch you if you had to. Jesus could not be many mighty works because of what? Correctly. See how little people know about how little people know about faith? It's amazing, friends, uh, to find out how little people know about it. They talk so much of it and yet know so little of it. And then she said, well, uh, well you need to tell me then what part does that play with God? That part there. I said, now look, there was an angel came down into the room and told me that way back, back when I was born, was foreordained to have a gift of divine healing. And he came and told me in the room one night that God had sent the gift and it was a gift of divine healing for the people. And if I could get the people to believe me, believe me, and it would be sincere when I prayed that nothing would stand before the prayer. I said, therefore, speaking face to face with this supernatural being, I believe it with all my heart. And if I can get you to believe me with all your heart, that's what moves God, and then you're healed. Your faith has saved you. You see what I mean? Your faith to believe has saved you. Not what you worked up and thought in your mind, but what you really know, the very evidence of things not seen. You see what I mean? Then the girl said, Brother Branham, I truly know that there's something above where I have ever reached. She said, I'll try with all my heart. God have mercy on me. She said, let me believe. And I took a hold of her hand then. There was a vibration pouring from that ruptured appendix. Had prayer for it, and it stopped immediately. I said, God bless you, sister. Your faith now has saved you. A few moments later, I was sitting in the chair, and I went to sleep. Sun was coming up. I had to rest just a little before returning home, because I was afraid I'd uh, break up somewhere on the road and have a wreck. And I was sitting there. They called the ambulance, told them there was no need. When I w was waking up by one of the family, while the girl was out of the bed and had eaten a pint of ice cream. And she's never had a knife from that day to this. She's standing on the porch, waved goodbye, and said, Goodbye, Brother Brandon. Her testimony appeared in the Herald of Truth not long ago. Mrs. Edith Wright at, uh, at uh, Milton, DePaul, Indiana. All right. Now, you see what faith is? It's nothing power, friends. I know that all of you are at least uh, know this. This body is controlled by five senses. Is that right? All right. It's got five senses and everything that controls this human body. Now listen real close and give me your attention now. With sense, five senses, is this right? See, taste, feel, smell, hear. Is that right? Them five senses control the entire human body. Is that true? See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. Now there's none of them that declare faith. 
Faith is the sixth sense. Knowing to some people, if you want to, the middle left ear, uh, or whatever you want to wish to call it, many of them call it many, but to me, it's faith. Yeah. And that is in and above all five senses of the human body. You see what I mean? Faith. Faith is the only direct and positive sense, and it's the sixth sense. Faith is more than sight. Faith is more than feeling. You do not feel faith. You don't taste faith. You don't smell faith. You don't see faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Here, see this Bible. Now, I want that Bible. Now, I'm looking at it. Now, I want it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I do not see. See what I mean? Here, in my pocket, I think there's an old Barlow knife I've carried for years. Now, I do not see that knife. I do not feel that knife. I do not taste that knife. I do not smell that knife. But I know that knife is in there. How do you know? Because I believe it's in there. Now, if it is not in there, faith will put it in there if it's not there. That jokes you, I know, but, <laughs> but that's true. If you believe, all things are possible. You're afraid to take God, friend. You're scared. Now, I might have left that knife laying on the dresser where I changed clothes a while ago. But just as sure as that knife is on the dresser right now, if I believe it with all my heart, it'll be in my pocket. That shows you. But God is able to put it there. If you believe it. Here, I want to show you something. Come here, Reverend Kitchen. Is this this morning? Yes. Would you stand up this morning? I want to show you something, friends. Let's stand right here. You don't mind. That's not making a um, public show for you, sister, but it's for the glory of God. Now look, friends, I want to show you something. Uh, I believe there's a, a woman standing in front of me. Would you tell me I'm wrong? You don't. What? You don't hear any woman. No, I don't hear any woman. You don't feel any woman. No. You want to know how I know there's one there? You don't taste any woman. No. How can you tell there's a woman there? Because the sense of sight tells me I see a woman. Mm. Well, are you sure? I'm positive there's a woman standing there. Do you believe that I'm right? Audience, do you think I'm right? Now, is it possible I could be wrong? Yes. Every one of us may be blinded of our eyes. It might be a vision. Remember, the five senses of the body is not so direct. Faith is positive. Now, I know there's a woman standing there. Because as the sense of sight tells me there's a woman standing there. You see what I mean? Now, you think you could argue me down and tell me there's no woman standing there? Now, you try it one time. You try to tell me I'm not looking at a woman standing before me. You think you could out argue me? No, sir. Because I know this sense of sight is direct. And I'm looking at that woman and I know she's standing there. Yet the only thing I know is the sense of sight. Now I want you to notice. Now I'm going to close my eyes. Now, I feel the woman's hand. I can tell it's a woman. She has a woman's hat on. 
She has a woman's hair. It's a woman's hand. I know it's a woman because I feel her. You think you could out argue me? No. Huh? That's directly, I know it, that that was a woman. I've got my back turned to her, but yet I know it's a woman. See? Because the sense of feeling tells me there's a woman there. You see what I mean? Now, sight told me there's a woman there now. I don't feel her. That's the sense of sight. I know she's standing there because I'm looking at her. I close my eyes. I know she's standing there now, because, not because I see her, because I feel her hand. I know she's standing there. I don't see her, but yet I feel her. The sense of feeling declares there's a woman standing there. See what I mean? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the direct positive, just same as my sight is positive, same as my feeling positive. It's the evidence of things not seen. Just as positive as that is. You see what I mean? Yeah. So many people try to work themselves up and say, Oh, well, I got faith, but friends, it's not there. If it was, it would react. Amen. See? You know what I mean? Now look. Thank you, Sister Martin. God bless you. Now look. Now I've seen the woman. My sense of sight said she was there. Then I knew she was there for the sense of sight. I closed my eyes. I didn't have sight. Then I felt her, and the sense of feeling said she was there. The sense of feeling was just as direct as the sense of sight, because it was a direct evidence. Now, faith is a direct evidence of things not seen, felt, taste, smelled, or heard. I don't care. I'm going to close my eyes now. Watch. That was orange juice. You don't see any oranges. No, sir. You don't hear any oranges. No, sir. You don't feel any oranges. No, sir. You don't smell any oranges? No, sir. Uh, what makes you think that is orange? Because I tasted it. Oh, are you positive? I'm positive that was orange juice. That would not have been lemon. It would not have been grape. It would not have been grapefruit. That was orange juice because the sense of taste, I didn't smell it. I didn't hear it. I didn't feel it. I didn't see it. But yet the sense of taste told me that was orange juice. You think I'm right? You're right. <laughs> Sure it is. Why? The sense of taste proved that it was orange juice. Now, no matter how much you tell me it was water, I know it's orange juice. I tasted it. See? You could taste it, too. And if you've got a sense of taste, you would know it's the same. And if you've got taste, you know the same thing I'm talking about. Now, watch here again. Now, watch here. I smell perfume. That's perfume. You can't see any. I don't see any perfume. You don't hear any. I don't hear any perfume. You don't taste any. I don't taste it. You don't feel any. I don't feel it. What makes you think that's perfume? Because I smell it. That's right. The sense of smell tells me that was perfume before my nose. Give me? Try it. <laughs> All right. No, that was perfume. I didn't see it, did I? Did I see it? I had my eyes closed. Did I taste it? No. I didn't have it in my mouth. Did I feel it? Never had my hands about it or nothing else. How did I know it then? Did I hear it? No, I smelled it. And it was a direct evidence that that was perfume. I know it. Now. You don't feel any music. No. You don't taste any music. No. Well, what makes you think that's music? I hear it. And I know it's music. Are you sure about that? I'm positive the lady playing only believes. You think I'm right? You're right. Try to argue me out of it.
I don't see it. I don't taste it. I don't feel it. I don't smell it. But I heard it. Yeah. Was I positive? Yeah. Do I know that I'm right? Why? Now, there is the five senses of the body. Now, they're positive, aren't you? Yeah. You know when they happen. You know, uh, you're looking at an audience. You know you're looking at me. Well, then, friends, faith, here it is. Yeah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's positive. You know it. There's no need of anybody telling you anything more about it. It's just as much declared as any of these other five senses of the body. You know what I mean? How many has a general understanding now of what I mean? Let's see your hands. See? It ain't what you try to make yourself believe. Now, for instance, I try to make myself believe I'm hearing music. I, I wouldn't do it. May I make myself believe I'm smelling perfume? It's just not there. I've got to absolutely do it. You see what I mean? Yeah. And faith is that positive. It is an act of positive. You know it. Oh, my! I hope you see it. Yes. What I mean. See? It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's right. You don't see it. You don't taste it. Somebody say, I don't feel any better. Well, what's the matter? Why don't you feel any better? If you have your faith according to your faith be it unto you. Is that right? Praise the Lord. See? No matter how you feel, you're healed anyhow. No matter what you see, you heal anyhow. See what I mean? It is, uh, you know it. There's nothing to take it out of your heart. You know it. It's just positive act right there. Oh, my. If you could only see it, friends, something would take place. If you could only know what I'm talking about, something would react right now. See, it's a positive. It's right there, just as positive as these are. These are of the natural man. Faith is of God. The natural man can be wrong, but God cannot be wrong. Oh, my. Why would it make us go to shout? Think of it. And people tell me they got faith and say they can't believe in divine healing. Friends, if you don't believe in divine healing, you're lost. That's right. How you're going to, if you can't have faith enough for God to patch up this body to glorify Him in, how much more are you going to have faith to believe that God will take this old marvel and make immortality out of it to take it up? That's a direct divine healing. Oh, my, there's going to be some awful disappointments at the day of judgment at the resurrection. That's right. Faith. We've got to get in such a place that we be translated like Enoch was. That's right. Faith. Testimony. To please God. Enoch, the following scripture says that Enoch had a testimony by faith that he pleased God. Is that right? And the Bible said without faith it's impossible to please God. So you've got to have the same kind of faith that you believe and know the gift of healing. Not a gift of miracles, though many miracles are performed right along with it. But it's a gift of healing that people get well. They go out. Pray for it, they come back, and my dear, he, wait till I leave the city, friends. After I'm gone a long time, you'll hear the people come into your churches and say, Oh, that cancer, it's gone. Yeah. That, that deafness I had, why, I, I hear now. My affliction, why, it just left me. It's just the simplicity. It's nothing you can work yourself up to. It's no excitement. I notice people come in line, just get to shaking themselves and saying, Oh, God, hallelujah, amen, glory to God. Don't do that. 
You interfere with faith there. You interfere with God. Come up forever and just lay your head up and believe. That's all. Faith you don't work yourself up to. Faith is something that's already in your heart. You just come and believe. You see what I mean? Oh, friends, my. I love you. I wouldn't talk to you so straight if I didn't love you, but I love you too well to see you get by without this, you see? You, you must understand. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the gift of faith that You've given us, which is a revelation of Your will. As You taught us, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So Father, as we've heard Your Word today, we know that Your Word cannot fail. So we thank Thee for the extra dose of faith that You've given us today. And may we continue to keep our ears inclined unto Your Word, that we might build more faith upon more faith upon more faith until we just take one more step and leave this world like Enoch did. So, so that our testimony may be we may, that we were not and that you took us. And Father, that not a single sepulchre was found and even for the dead that they shall rise again. We thank thee for this blessed hope. In the name of thy son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. the